Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Well, I happen to know for a fact that Santa Claus is real. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is coming to town. There's only one fat guy that brings his presents, and his name ain't Santa. Santa? Yeah, ah, uh, Santa! Of course, Santa, the big man, the head honcho, the connection. Santa Claus is coming to town. Ho, ho, ho! Oh boy, will I have Christmas spirit. I'll even uh, put on a Sandy Claus suit. We will bring our gifts to all the children in all the world. And now, here they are, two people who are excited about Santa Claus coming to town, even though they have some trouble with that whole naughty nice thing. It's Bob and Sherry. Well, hello, and welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show. Hope everybody's in uh, the holiday spirit. Have you ever been at a... At a Christmas party, maybe an office party, and they have all these little things on the dining room table, like, uh, you know, slices of pineapple, and if you're lucky, some shrimp, and maybe some meatballs here and there, and uh, sausage rolls. You know, those, those little tiny sausages, and, and they're in a, in a tiny bun. It's like one bite, right? So they're not as popular in the U.S., evidently, as they are in England. They're so popular in England that one of the top Christmas songs right now is about sausage rolls. And ladies and gentlemen, on the Bob and Sherry Show, here is the Christmas song about sausage rolls. This city, we built this city on sausage rolls. this city, come on, babe. We built this city on sausage rolls. It's not bad, that. Sure, yeah. If you've never had one and don't recognize the taste, it's a cylindrical bit of pork wrapped in a puff pastry case. Beige baked and golden, holier than grace. All right, I guess that's enough. That's enough. Uh, that's one of the top songs in Great Britain at Christmas time right now. People cannot get enough of that song. I got to be honest. 
I like that better than the original. Yeah. Oh, well, I, my gosh. Yes. I'm so traumatized by the original. I just can't hear the tune. Are you kidding me? Oh, you couldn't God. get the humor off of it? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I... I was surprised when that song came out because Grace Slick, you know, was revered. <clears throat> and then she's the lead singer on that thing. And it, I think it's one of the most ridiculed songs of all time in rock history. And yet, I bet that song that everybody makes fun of, that you've never met anybody who likes it, I bet that song has paid for some houses oh. and put some kids through oh. school. Oh, without a doubt. Listen, all I can yeah. think about it, Grace Slick, is when we had her in the studio and she took her partial out. <laughs> I've never gotten over that. I have never gotten wait, over wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. Tell that story. She came into the old studio, and I was a fan of hers. Man, <clears throat> she was so sexy when she first came out, and I was a yeah. teenage boy, and I just thought, wow, holy cow, the gray slick is coming in here. And then she walked. And dark hair and looking, you know, real gray slicky, <clears throat> a little bit older. We all get older. You know, she sits down between Sherry and me at that big table and we're talking to her about what she's doing and she's touring and she wrote a book or something like that. And then all of a sudden, and this is with a live mic, she took her thumb and flipped out her partial and put it on the, uh, on the table right there no! and, and then just continued and I just went, <laughs> one more fantasy gone forever. <laughs> and she was as nice as could be, wasn't she, Sherry? She really was, and she was so real. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Like that, that's Very the calm. thing about Grace, like Grace Slick. Like when Grace Slick walked into the studio, I was mm -hmm. like, I need to sit up straight. I'm in the presence of a legend. And yeah, she right. sat right down, popped her teeth out, and kicked back, and was like a member of the family. And I thought, it's and true. this is why you're a legend, girl. You're so real. You're so yeah, real. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Max wasn't able to blink for two days because his eyes came so far <laughs> out of his head. <laughs> All right, we got morons in the news coming up for you. We have a great comedian, Lou Santini. This, we've got some Christmas news for you. We're going to take you down the rabbit hole with an incredible incredible Christmas song. All of that right here. It's Bob and Cherry. Hi, I'm First Lieutenant Courtney Brummel with the 39th IBCT station in Grafenbier, Germany. And I just wanted to say Merry Christmas to my family. I love you guys and I'll see you soon. Here's Bob and Sherry. Oh, you guys, I had such like a little house on the prairie moment that I want to tell you about. So one of my neighbors has uh, backyard chickens. And the chickens are really thriving. I think there's like 13 chickens and two roosters. That's a lot of chickens to have in a yeah. backyard in the city, right? Yeah. Awesome. But um, I, I think because I, I said when they told me how many chickens they had, I was like, that is a lot of backyard chickens. And the, the plan, they didn't think all the chickens would, when they, when they got the little baby chicks, they didn't think all the chicks would make it. So they got more chicks thinking, well, we're going to have some, whatever the word is uh, for, you know, when not everybody survives. Anyway, apparently these people are the greatest backyard chicken farmers of all time because they've got a Purdue operation running over there. And the guy's like, my neighbor Georgie's like, we have so many eggs. 
So, and only like six or eight of the hens are laying of the 13. Could you imagine if all 13 were? So I was like, you're lucky, man. That's amazing. So he said, do you want some eggs? Please take some eggs. So he went and he, he got me some eggs and they're, they're like pale green. And some of them are sort of like pale brown and others are kind of speckled. They're beautiful. So I said, I will take these eggs and I will bring you a batch of cookies. And so I took his eggs and I went and made um, a giant batch of chocolate chip cookies with them and delivered them over. And it was like, we are bartering on the prairie. Thank you, neighbor, <laughs> yeah, for your that's eggs. Right. <laughs> that's what it Please sounded accept like these to cookies me. as my thank you. Yeah, it was that's just funny. How about the roosters? What? I never, you're going to ask, I never hear them. If they cock a doodle do when the sun comes up, mm -mm. Yeah. And, and it's not like I wouldn't hear them. Because I, I hear dogs. These people have dogs. Yeah, I hear that. But it might be if they are cockadoodling, it might be just such a pleasant sound that it disappears. You know how yeah. if you live near a train tracks long enough, after a while the sound of the train is more soothing and you don't really notice it as much? So maybe I've been hearing them all along and it's just so nice that who pays attention. I, I just asked because I, I was once um, visiting Costa Rica and we were out in the rural part of Costa Rica in this uh, very rough hewn sort of little hotel. And right next door to our room was uh, a chicken farm. And I'm telling you, at 530 in the morning, that thing was going crazy. That rooster was going crazy. We were there two days. And uh, I just don't I don't know how people, you know, put up with that. I guess you would. Yeah. See, that's not a, a train lumbering by to me. That's a bird screeching. I don't I don't think I would do well with that. But you don't hear it. That's that's terrific. I don't. And th this is these people live like there's a in there's another neighborhood behind them and their neighborhood swim club is behind them. I don't know oh, how yeah. these people do it, because during the summertime we have swim meets. Right. And that's, you know, you hear the siren. And then you hear the yeah. oh, coming down the at piercing volumes, and then that's interspersed with swim part swim club uh, dance parties, where right. sometimes they have a live band that's kind of raucous, and other times they're just playing, you know, just blasting the music, and they'll do like throwback uh, swim club parties, which is kind of fun because you know then the walls of my house are shaking to the Spice Girls. It's right. so loud that we, with doors and windows closed and our own music on, we still get blown out. So maybe I'm just so used to that that a couple of cockadoodle and roosters doesn't might even be. ping oh, my radar. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I think it's, you know, when you, when you think about, like, I love the idea of people having, like, a backyard chicken or... Like um, Kevin's oldest, or my bonus son, Andrew, he has goats. He doesn't cut his grass. The goats eat his grass and the weeds and everything else. I love that. And I know a lot of homeowners associations frown on that sort of thing. And that's too bad, isn't it? Because yeah. what would you rather have, Bob, a leaf blower and a weed whacker or Andrew's goats chomping along your property line? <clears throat> Are those my only choices? Is there a third Those are your two choices. Mm -mm. Well, no, you can live in a high rise, but if you're going to live in a place with grass, you can have, like, I have one neighbor who, that, that they run that leaf blower 
365 days a year. They spit on Christmas and Thanksgiving. We live in the woods, by the way. These people, I hope their last name is Sisyphus because I cannot understand why you live in the woods. Okay. That's harsh. Let me, no, let me speak directly to them. Let me speak. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor, Mr. and Mrs. Sisyphus. Y'all, you, you live in the woods and yet you hate a falling leaf more than you hate anything in this world. <laughs> 365 days a year blowing leaves. Uh, you live in the woods. It's the woods. You know, Sherry, between the leaf blower, the rooster and the chickens, and, and your reception for Wi-Fi. It's not baby, good. You got, uh, you, know. you got to move. You got to move. Yeah, it's not good. But, man, thank you for those eggs, neighbor. I hope you enjoyed the cookies. Morons yeah. in the News is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Check this out. We never seem to run out. Out of my way, you moron. Morons in the news with Bob and Sherry. There is a certain type of older guy you just don't want to mess with. As a matter of fact, you don't want to back your car into his driveway. You don't want to walk across his yard. As a matter of fact, you don't even want to look at his house. This is DeBerry, Florida. A 69-year-old DeBerry man was arrested after he shot another man in the leg with his shotgun. The man, evidently, was searching for a bike, quote, that has been repeatedly stolen from my yard, unquote. So the guy's out there, and he's looking for the bike, and he went down a dirt path and ended up near an RV. And according to the police report, the man said, this guy came out, said, you are burglarizing my property and began chasing him with the shotgun. Well, the guy looking for the bike says, I'm getting the hell out of here. He starts running 150 feet away because the police measured. He starts unloading and he shot the guy right in the ankle. The guy was was trying to get away. Even if he was going to burglarize the RV, he was trying to get away. But this guy... Took a shot at him anyway. There are just certain guys you just don't go on their property. And it is getting scary. The other day, I thought about that. Remember the story we had in Morons of the News where somebody was turning around and somebody came out heavy with a gun and, and threatened them? I, yeah. I thought twice before turning around in somebody's yard the way things are going. Anyway, this, this angry old guy has been arrested. And the cops said... The guy who said that he was searching for the bike was on the level. They looked into it. He was totally on the level. He just got lost. Come on, folks. Let's give each other a break. <laughs> well, in Arlington County, Virginia, uh, imagine just looking out your window and you see a gingerbread man just standing there and looking at your house. That is exactly what happened in Arlington family. The guy says, my wife said, hey, listen, there's this guy. He didn't ring the doorbell. He's just standing there, and he's in a gingerbread man, a gingerbread man costume. And her husband's like, gingerbread man? And they reported this, but they would not release their name uh, to the reporter because the gingerbread, ran, the gingerbread man is still on the loose. Uh, another person said that we noticed the door was being pushed on, and we looked at the camera. I'm looking at this guy. He's in a costume, okay? He's a gingerbread man. 
So they called the police on the non-emergency line and said, hey, I just want to report there's a gingerbread man in the neighborhood going up to people's doors. And the, uh, the, the police department said, what? Gingerbread man? But the police never showed up. Uh, the dogs were going crazy on down the street. This other lady, she said, I looked out. There was a giant blow-up gingerbread man costume. And we kind of locked eyes, and the gingerbread man just turned around and walked away. Several other neighbors spotted him in the area. The police never showed, and they don't understand. Uh, what was the goal? Was he wanting to come into a house? What was he doing? Mm-hmm. He just walked around, and he disappeared. This is just like a horror movie. This is exactly like a horror movie. It is. He doesn't it say is. anything. He just stands yeah. there, and you don't know what's going to happen. Well, he actually did. He he actually did say something. He said, "I ran, I ran. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man." And and he wasn't lying because they have not been able to catch him. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's as creepy a story, Lamar, as I can imagine happening to you any time of the year, much less Christmas. Let's wrap up in Seminole County, Florida, where. Um, there's some, a little bit of controversy over a small unincorporated town that is right stuck between um, Chiloda and Oviedo. I think that's how they say the town names. And the people that live there got tired of explaining um, that they weren't either of those places. They were their own places. They said, this taint Oviedo and this taint Chiloda. And so in the 1970s, the town was given the name Taintsville, and there are brand new signs no. that say Taintsville. Wrong. Wrong. And I can't wait for you to see it. Neighbors, um, because the name was not yet authorized, so they put up signs to indicate that this was Taintsville, and the signs looked really professional. So the government fought, fought, but the people fought even harder. And so the town was officially recognized in 1971 as Taintsville. And one Taintsville resident, Ted Peterson, reported to the county commission that every single property owner was on board. They wanted to change the name in all seriousness. They felt the quaintness of the name will be an interest. They were like, it taint one or the other. Everyone's going to want to come to Taintsville. Of course, unfortunately, now that word means something else. Yes. And now the people of yes. now the people of Taintsville not as happy as they were back in 1971 wow. when the place got its name. Are they selling so, a T-shirt? I just need to know. Yeah, they Are they selling to. a T-shirt? They hey, I, yeah. All I know is. I can, right off the top of my head, I can suggest six candidates who would make a great mayor of Taintsville, and y'all yeah. know all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry, right. I once worked for a radio station that was halfway between two cities, and they didn't know what to call it, so they called it Halfway. So that's the name of the town in Maryland. That's halfway. a little easier to deal with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah than Taintsville. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that is Morons in the News coming up. 
Lou Santini. We're going to take you down the rabbit hole with an amazing Christmas song. Oh my gosh. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the Bob and Sherry off-air podcast called The Oddcast. I was listening to the podcast with stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. Podcast. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast drops every Monday with uncensored conversations, special guests, and true crime time. That is 100% true. The Bob and Sherry off-air podcast called The Oddcast. I heard your podcast. Yes, please go on. On the free Bob and Sherry app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Petty Officer First Class Jose Chinusha, stationed with Commander Fleet Activities Okinawa Security in Japan. This is my wife, Anna Taikova, and we wanted to wish a very special holiday season to all our friends and family in Tidewater, Oregon, Grandpa and Grandma. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays! Here's Bob and Sherry. You know, Sherry, this has got your name written all over it. Uh, The front page of the Daily Star says that humans who claim to have had close encounters with UFOs, they develop fantastic artistic talents. One who has not been able to play a note suddenly became a top pianist, while another developed a sixth sense, letting them receive information via their minds. Former counterintelligence special agent Luis Elizondo said, all of a sudden, you have somebody who is a piano virtuoso who has never sat in front of a piano before. Who now has become suddenly super artistic or claims to have some sort of extrasensory capabilities? These are people who have been near UFOs. They've reported the effects of exposure to radiation and sunburn and brain interference. But Mr. Elizondo said not all side effects of a potential ET encounter were negative. So he said people can be manipulated. People can have their brains interfered with by all kinds of uh, phenomena. But sometimes it works to the good. So, Sherry, I think all that you've been saying all along, this proves something to this. Yeah, I keep trying to tell y'all. I keep trying to tell y'all. I know. Well, you know what? I'll be over there. Um, now, of course, I'll be in handcuffs by the reptilian overlord with a ball gag in my mouth as I'm led to the Star Cruiser. <laughs> but here's what I'll be saying inside that ball gag. I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to p- play a musical instrument, so I don't know. I, I was thinking that, too. I think that's what it would take for me. It's Bob and Sherry. Hi, my name is Specialist Shiana Miranda, and I'm with 269 Armored Battalion, Headquarters and Headquarters Company, um, and I'm currently deployed in Eastern Europe. I just wanted to say happy holidays to my family back home in Belfour, South Dakota, and all of the people who support me back home. Here's Bob and Sherry. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Lou Santini. Doing life wrong. (laughs) Amateurs at restaurants. Oh, yeah. You can bet, like, all right, when I go on the road, I like to eat at the, the mom and pop places. I, I like to support the small businessman uh, to go to, right? I do. I, I'm a huge fan of that. I like to, I, you know, I like to support, the, the food's better, the service is better, you get to know the locals and everything. So I was on the road, I saw this old school diner, neon sign flashing. Try our omelet breakfast special, $5.99. I'm like, great. Walk in, it's old school. Jukebox in the corner, the the waitress had a big beehive hairdo, right? She called me honey. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I sit down and uh, she's like, what do you have there, hon? I said, how about that omelet special you got going? And she goes, what kind? And I said, oh, yeah, um, how about an egg white omelet? And she says, oh, 
Um, ooh. Um, I don't think we have egg whites. <laughs> like, here we go. And I said, well, do you have eggs? And she goes, well, of course. All right, well, I don't have breakfast to you, Flo, but like 75% of that egg is white. She goes, oh, you mean the shell? <laughs> yeah, give me an egg shell omelet. I like, and I like my omelets real jagged and sharp. I like a throat culture first thing in the morning. Can I have some lemonade for the cuts? What's wrong? I'm explaining an egg to an adult. It's like, how have you lived this long and not drunk Clorox by mistake? What's the matter with you? So I'd rather eat at the, the mom and pop places. I, I, I try to avoid chain restaurants like a Fridays and Applebee's. The food's okay. I can't get past the atmosphere in these places. When did it become hip and trendy to nail like sharp, heavy, jagged farm implements to the walls and ceiling? Yeah, because at home I often eat under a wheelbarrow. What is wrong with that? I don't understand. How am I supposed to relax in this place? I'm trying to eat. I got an anvil above my head. Is this the Wiley Coyote Cafe in here? Waiter comes over, can I get you anything else? Yeah, can I have a little umbrella and a sign that says, yikes, how about that? <laughs> Amateurs. Buffets? No, don't do buffet restaurants, no. No, I like variety. My question is, who's choosing, who's picking what goes into the buffet? You know, if you've been to a buffet, you got your tray and you're putting stuff on it. By the time you get to the end, you have assembled this bizarre meal that you would never eat at your own house. <laughs> I'm out with the other comedians like, Lou, what do you got? I'm like, I got chicken, pixie sticks, and a turnip. All right. <laughs> what do you have? He's like, spaghetti, vanilla pudding, and beets. All right. <laughs> My other buddy's pouring beer into his Rice Krispies. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I felt pressured. They had it. <laughs> Snap, crackle, burp. All right, let's do that. I will eat fast food, I admit it. I try to avoid it, but you know, I get a hunkering for it, you know. I went to a fast food joint the other day, went in the restaurant, not the drive-through, standing in line, woman in front of me, she's ordering. She's like, yeah, can I get the bacon western cheeseburger? Whatever. Guy behind the counter says, uh, yes ma'am, would you like to make that the combo? It was like this lady had to choose a college all of a sudden. She was like, the combo? Ooh, whoa. Uh, She's looking around for help. I'm like, it's not Sophie's choice. Do you want it or not? All right, it's not that hard. Finally, she says, and I quote, I don't get it. Who says that? I don't get it. What comes with the combo? I just snap. I'm like, Brussels sprouts and Ovaltine. What do you think comes with the combo? Is this your first day in America? How many things are on that hamburger in 2021? Oh, the combo. What that is? That's a burger and crackers and gum. It's our burger cracker gum combo. Now there's no drink. We call it our dry mouth special. <laughs> Amateurs, and I, I, I'll eat fast food. I will not do the dollar menu. No, 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 charge me more, okay? <laughs> Some things need to cost, well, you're, dollar hamburgers, dollar tacos? You mean to tell me you're charging me a dollar on a hamburger and you're still making a profit? <laughs> what part of the cow is this? This is the eyelid of the cow? <laughs> Nick Nostril? I, come on, I had more beef in a Tic Tac. What's the matter with you? Amateur nation, man. Amateur. I went to a party the other day, called my friend up and said, hey, I'm coming down, do you need to bring anything? He's like, no, I think we're good, just come on down. Then I hear some women in the background yelling something, and he goes, do me a favor. Some of the women here, they're asking for donuts. Can you stop by Krispy Kreme? 
I'm like, all right, donut party. Let's get bloated. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but they want it, I'll go get it. So I go to Krispy, it's like 8.45 at night, okay? I'm the last customer of the day. I'm the only person there. It's just me and Mrs. Cream. I don't know what her name is. And I'm polite, I go, yeah, can I get two dozen glazed? She goes, is that for here to go? Yeah, here. And uh, do you sell insulin too? Uh, where can I plug in my defibrillator? Because I'm going to eat 24 donuts now. That is the comedian Lou Santini. We're going to get that posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Just click the menu tab and look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. It's Bob and Sherry. Happy holidays from the West Virginia Surf Team. Here's Bob and Sherry. I have now for you, ladies and gentlemen, the saddest Christmas list of 2023. I guess if you're a person who runs content for lifestyle online uh, publications, it gets tough because there's only so many things at Christmas time you can talk about. Get a fresh tree this year. They've run out of ideas, evidently, at Mashable. And I'm going to read this to you. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the saddest Christmas list of the year. All right. Give yourself a present so you don't feel left out. Bob, I would like you to have this cologne. Now, you are the only person that is going to smell you, but I want you to have it so that you have something, Bob. <laughs> Head out and eat at a restaurant that's open. Find one. Hi, welcome to the Golden Corral. Yes, um, a table for one, preferably near people. Could, could you do that for me? Well, you want to be near people so they can smell yes. your new Christmas cologne and oh. admire it. Hey, you're working with Mashable now, my, my friend. Watch a movie or binge a series your friends always talk about. It must be good. But not Game of pretend, Thrones, not on Christmas Day. Yeah. Not that pretend one. You, pretend you have friends in their way. <laughs> this next one I just love. Go to a park and watch people play with their new Christmas gifts. Oh. oh, look at that guy over there with, that must be a new tennis racket. He's so happy. He's so happy. I wish I got a tennis racket. Catch up but on then work you, would, you were going to do. Even, Bob, even if you gave yourself a tennis racket instead of cologne, don't yeah. you need somebody to play with? You have to find a court with one of those backboards and just hit it back and forth to yourself. There you go. That's what you have to do. And you do it through tears. <laughs> right. Right. And if you miss the ball because of those tears, it's all right. Go find it and hit it again. <laughs> Catch up on work you were going to do. Oh, there's nothing that says it's the 25th as we celebrate the birth of our Lord like going into an old file. <laughs> Catching up on some paperwork. (laughs) Right. Right. And this is my very favorite, and thank you, Mashable editors, for this one. Crash someone else's Christmas celebration. (laughs) 
Hi, um, <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> I, I live three, st- my name is Bob. I live three st- streets over. I was just, I was looking in your picture window and, uh, is, oh, this is your whole family. Hi, I'm Bob. I live three st- streets <laughs> over. Could I come in for a while? I see you're all wearing matching pajamas. Do you have an extra set? <laughs> don't, don't, you don't have to call anyone. I, I'm not going to hurt anyone, really. I just. <laughs> and finally. Oh, it's ending? Sleep. No. Yeah, sleep. Just, just go sleep ahead. through the whole and day. And sleep. Right through the, you, you get a week off, right through it. Just stay comatose. Just go. Pretty soon you'll wake up and it's January 2nd. Can I just say, you did not overstate this when you said it was the saddest Christmas. I told you. I told you. Work, sleep, crash somebody else's party. And coming up on the Bob and Sherry show, we're going to keep this good time going. (laughs) <laughs> the topics therapists deal with most this time of the year. <laughs> it's going to be big. Merry Christmas. What it all. Oh, it smells so good. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry go. If you didn't see it, if you don't watch it or you didn't stay up late enough, you missed um, one of the most extraordinary performances on Saturday Night Live. Billie Eilish sang um, a beloved Christmas song, but sang it in a way that if this is a song that you've always thought is like, oh, God, it's just so sad or, oh, it's so maudlin. She completely transforms this song. There's no... um, like big vocal runs or histrionics or anything. It's just this beautiful, warm, simple rendition of a classic. And I think it's going to change your mind about this song. Here's Billie Eilish. Yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be Make the Yule 
That's as good as it gets. We will post the link to that. I'm serious. And she just sat there on a stool wearing like a red sweater vest and a white shirt. Absolutely not one ounce of drama because who needs it when you've got that voice, right? We'll get this posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. It's Bob and Sherry. Hello, I'm Captain Howie from the 112th Mobile Public Affairs Detachment, Wisconsin Army National Guard. I'm sending my holiday greetings to my friends and family back home. Here's Bob and Sherry. You know, it's such a uh, time of the year where memories just flood back, and Mary was out of the house for a few hours with some friends, and I was there along with the dog, and I said, I'm going to have a glass of wine and just sit down on my couch and watch the Christmas tree. It slowly rotates around, and it's all decorated. We got all these ornaments, and many of them are moments from, you know, our travels, our past. Her kids, you know, made a couple of them, and she remembers those, and I do too. And then there's, like, the Golden Gate Bridge. Years ago, we went to San Francisco. There's a couple of uh, sailboats from Newport and from Maine. There's a lobster. I've got, uh, what else do we have? A palm tree from the Carolinas, uh, a palmetto rather. And uh, I'm standing there, just got a big smile on my face, you know, second glass of wine, got that nice kind of glow. And then slowly around it came, right at eye level. Here it came. And I went, what the heck is that? And it was ferocious animal and a weird looking guy. And it was the Tiger King. Mary had an <laughs> ornament <laughs> as a joke with the Tiger King. I haven't thought of that guy. What was his name? The Tiger King. Joe. Joe Exotic. Um, Joe I follow Exotic. him on. I follow him on Twitter, and he's yeah. still. Yeah, he's still talking. Just because you're Is not listening, really? I promise you. Yeah, he's still out. there. Is he still in jail? Is he in yes. jail still? Yeah. That's right. And then it went by, and I, I said, I've got to stay in here and wait for it to come around again, because I can't believe not only did she buy it. I don't even remember her buying it. I can't believe we still put it up. I love Joe it. K- Joe Exotic, the Tiger King. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, I'm Sergeant Ramsey's Vega. I'm currently deployed in the Baltic States with Alpha 3265th. I just wanted to say thank you very much to my mother and my father. You guys have supported me more than you could ever know throughout this mission. Uh, it means a lot to me that you guys keep in close contact with me and just keep me warm with all of your love. And I also want to give my best wishes to my little brother. I know you just had a son. 
And um, I wish you and JJ the best. I hope you guys are doing well. I love you guys to pieces. Here's Bob and Sherry. It is talk back time, and we just love hearing from you. You can call us on the phone like they did in the day at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY. Or you can grab our app. It's free in Google Play and the Apple Store. You can listen to the show with the app and all of our podcasts and text the studio and enter contests and tap the microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk and the app will do the rest. Hey, Bob and Sherry, I just wanted to let you know, guys, I love you and you guys are so amazing. Just listen to you in the car with my mom and I just wanted to say, you know, happy Merry Christmas and just you guys are amazing. Thank you for what you do. Bye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was sweet. That was Aww. short and sweet. That kid has a real command of the uh, microphone, doesn't he? Yeah, he he's, he's management right material. Yeah, yeah, he's going places. I could thank he you. Is. Merry Christmas to you, too. I right, believe we have right. another. Just a, an observation. I've listened to you guys for quite a while, and, and one of the things I've, I've come up with and understood that, you know, I'm an old West Virginia hillbilly. I'm, I'm over 70 years old and had um, you two guys been alive and living in West Virginia, the wilds of backwoods where we lived, um, you guys wouldn't wouldn't survive the month out there with us. Um, it was a different life than what you're, you guys are used to. And what I've listened to you, uh, the way you guys are talking, you couldn't have survived it. Anyways, um, I know you're both city folks, um, and it, uh, I think Lamar probably could have handled it, being from from Georgia. But I don't think you guys could have handled it. A little different life than you, you used to. Anyways, just an observation. Hey, keep doing a good job. I, I, I love you when I listen to you. Thank you. Bye. I don't know how to I, feel I'm about sort of myself. A, wait, wait. Like I'm, I'm gonna, sort of a city folk. I'm city folk, ain't it? You are city folk, Lamar. There I'm going go. to very <clears throat> I'm going to very gently push back on that because um the world I come from we didn't have we didn't have heat we didn't have food we didn't have a phone we didn't have a tv i literally walked to school in the snow and hid from my gun toting daddy i see your west virginia hard scrabble life sir and i raise you my northwestern frontier harder scrabblier life i'm a city girl now but if you threw me back in there this girl knows how to survive. All right, over to you, Lamar, because you are pretty. You are kind of a city man now. I'll, I'll, let me just say, before we got started today, <laughs> Lamar heard me doing this, and he heard that, and we, seriously, he said, "Well, I'm kind of a city guy." To which I responded, "When you talked about going out and fixing a fence and feeding the cows as a kid, I would say you're not a city guy." Yeah, I was sort of like Sherry, though. I got them roots, but I got away from them as much as I could. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, uh, I'd i like to jump in here for a moment and respond to our <laughs> listener. Um, I, grew up, I grew up on the uh, vicious streets of Old Lyme, Connecticut. And <laughs> sometimes I'd be getting the clam roll, you know, and instead of, Instead of the clams' bellies, there was just strips. Okay, pal. 
So have you ever you tried know, to chew one of those, friend? It's like chewing it's, a shoelace, okay? It is. It definitely is. So I may want to argue. With, I, you know, I've been to West Virginia many times. I spent vacations there. Those folks all have roofs and heating and air conditioning. Maybe not all of them, but air conditioning. <laughs> it's it's a regular place. You know, yeah, now I don't. I, I know, don't think he's talking about the part of West Virginia he lived in. That you're, the part yeah, that you're I, yeah, I know. I think he's. I, know, I think he's I talking know. about where my friend Lisa grew up, and it's tough. In the hollers, and you, yeah, it is tough, and the living is hard, and yeah, wow. it's tough. Um, but I, you know, that's one thing that Lamar and I for sure have in common is like, yes, <laughs> I know that world, and I ran as fast and as hard as I could in the opposite direction. And it took and luck, man. It just takes a lot of luck. I don't want to go my, back. My father, uh, his best friend, Charles Lane, who I refer to occasionally on the show, um, he, he was talking about the hippies way back in the 60s and 70s, leaving their comfortable homes and, and giving everything up to join a commune and become farmers. He said, I grew up on a farm. I couldn't wait to get away from that hard work. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. It's it's yeah. tough. It's tough. All right. Well, thank you, sir, for listening. I, I don't know what you're listening on, but, uh, you know, thank you for listening. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Hello, I'm Paloma Vivas, and I am a Dodea assistant principal at Lester Middle School here in Okinawa, Japan. I would like to wish a very special holiday season to all of our friends and family in Pico Rivera, California. Here's Bob and Sherry. You know, I was really shocked, and I don't know why, when I finally discovered that HR managers are actually there to protect the company, not me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I always thought, <clears throat> human relations. Well, I'm a human, right? Yeah. I'm a human. So they're looking Relate out for me, me up Come there. On. And the, yeah, the second floor, the second floor. So at the end of the year, this isn't this is in Great Britain, but it's it's probably fairly close in the United States too. Three fifths of HR managers have realized that novelty extras such as company branded clothing or office pool tables did not attract or retain staff. What staff really wants is flexible working and better health care. Now, they have health care in Great Britain. That's, uh, that's pretty good. Not so much here. Um, do you remember when just the cheesiest of things would be offered as a perk, like ice cream parties on Friday afternoons at 5 o'clock? Friday, Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock. If there was a pool table where we used to work, I don't want to shoot pool with you know who Friday afternoon at five o'clock. I know, and but you're you're considered to have a bad attitude if you just want to go home and be with your family. Right? You are. You are. You're, you're not pulling for the for the whole team that way. You know, and and unless the Christmas party is a really good one, I don't want to go to that either. We've had some bum. We had a few good ones, but we had some bummers. We talk about it like like every year. The one where they had the taco. The I taco told Lamar bar. about this one <laughs> in his podcast. Oh, Lamar, yeah. you would not oh have been God. pleased. You would have not been. Wooden Teeth was a head, was the general manager, 
And when they said, we're having a party over at, it was, it was some hotel, off-brand hotel, and he rented a suite, like, uh, so like two rooms. So the first room you came in and you could get some bad wine, and then you'd op- go through the door to the second room, and they had the, um, um, the taco bar. And you just figured, well, you know, at least I can get a taco. And I remember walking up to the taco bar, and we had kind of a plump newsman. And he had the saddest face. And I said, Carl, what's going on? And he said, they ran out of meat at the taco bar here. (laughs) They did what? He says, there's no meat at the taco bar. They ran out. And so the taco was then lettuce, tomato cubes, and sour cream. (laughs) And this way. This was dinner and a glass of barefoot <laughs> Chardonnay. I mean, would you would you rather wouldn't you rather be at home than standing around in you know feeling kind of sleazy like you're in the no-tell motel? There are beds that are set up that people are walking around. I was so glad. That was before my time. It was horrifying. I don't want to go to a hotel room with mostly strangers. It was bad enough. Bob and I were invited to a meeting with a competitor. They were going to lure us away to their radio station. And they had the meeting in a hotel room. And they sat on one bed and we sat on the other. And I thought to myself, girl, you've been working hard to pull yourself out of the gutter and now you're negotiating money in a hotel room with four men. Get the hell out of here. And so I did. <laughs> yeah. I think they knew right away. We weren't going to be going to their little like I, fiasco. My standards may not be high, but sitting mm-hmm. on a bed at the holiday inn and talking rates, that was something mm-hmm. I was trying to skip as an adult. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize how bad it was until we'd left. And we looked at each other and we said, did that just happen? <sighs> this did business, that just y'all. happen? This business. Oh, God. Well, those days are gone and <laughs> glad to see them leave. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you're at the taco bar that doesn't have any meat and sitting on oh. a bed. In a hotel room. Negotiating money. And not only am I sitting on a bed in a hotel room with four men negotiating money, they're offering me less than I'm currently getting paid. Wow, am I going backward and fast. It's Bob and Sherry. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this shit. So everybody knows that Santa is so busy, kids, at the North Pole right now that we need lots and lots of Santa's helpers to, you know, work at the malls and shopping centers and parties and everything and learn all of your Christmas wishes so that he can share them with the big guy, Mrs. Claus and the elves. So there's a man named Tim Conahan who has been working as a Santa's helper for 50 years, half century, and he has a Santa school. And he's trained 5,000 other Santas to be Santa's helper. He's literally been the Santa for thousands of people, Christmas parades, parties. He even 
did a Santa gig for Mrs. Christmas herself, Mariah Carey. And Tim said, every Santa that I know donates his time somewhere. And we try to do what we can. He said, if you stop me on the street, I will definitely take a picture. Santa never says, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Santa is always available. And Santas do get paid. Like that mall Santa does get paid. But they have to invest a ton of money into becoming Santa's helper. Um, You can't just have any Santa suit. You have to have an official North Pole approved Santa suit. And there's just so much that goes into it. So here are some of the secrets of being a professional Santa's helper. Um, Santa's helpers listen carefully to every single child. And, Mm -hmm. And they said, we can tell by the intensity in their eyes and in their voices, you know, when something is really, really important and everything is for the kids. It doesn't matter what they're talking about, what their Christmas wishes are. Your Santa's helper is listening very, very closely because they got to report back. Um, and yeah, some Santa's helpers do get paid anywhere from $1,000 for their work over the holidays to $10,000 if like they're a big, big city, New York Macy's kind of Santa. Um But every, like I said, they have to get those North Pole approved Santa suits that are professionally made by the elves. Those are really costly. But no Santa, like in all his years of running Santa school, Tim said that no Santa has ever done this for the money. If they're getting paid to sit at the mall or they're getting paid to show up at a corporate event, yeah, they're getting paid. But most of the Santas do more without pay than they do for pay. And some of these Santas from for the whole month of December, they go everywhere on their own dime, hospitals and schools and parks, you know, to get it out there that there's Christmas magic. Um, And then the very best Santas, your professional Santas who go to Santa school also do monthly trainings and they learn extra things like, how to sing maybe, right? Or some Santas can juggle, but Uh they keep their training up going all year long. And one of the things they learn at Santa school is how to answer a difficult question. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes Santa, kids sit on Santa's lap and they ask for a PlayStation. And sometimes they ask for their mom and dad to love each other again. You see how difficult it can be for a Santa's helper, right? I know Mm -hmm. when my oldest was little, she told the mall Santa that she wanted a real Tyrannosaurus Rex that wasn't extinct anymore. And that was a handful for that Santa to answer. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. And, um, and there are times when the kids, we talked about this, um, there are times last week how kids just sometimes panic and freak out. And those Santas learn in Santa school how to do their very best to comfort a child who's losing their mind. Although the pictures are always so hilarious of these kids freaking out. Um, And they always want parents to know that they are welcome to jump in the picture too. Whether your child is freaking out or not, that Santa is for everybody, every member of the family, not just the kids. And finally, that the demand for Santa's, diverse Santa's, is sky high, higher than it's ever been. All kinds of Santa's. and it, 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 it doesn't just come down to like ethnicity or race, 
Um, sometimes it's good if Santa had like a little boo-boo and is using crutches because even at the North Pole, you got to be careful you don't slip on the ice, right? And so yep. they like to show children, all children, from every place and every family that Christmas magic is for everyone. So there you go. There's some inside scoop on all those hardworking Santa's helpers that you're That's seeing sweet. all over the place this time of the year. We'll get this yep. posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. This is Bob and Sherry. Hello, I'm Army, Song First Class Stephanie Long, stationed with 10th SG at Okinawa, Japan. This is my son, Marquise, and we want to wish you a very special holiday season to all our friends and family in Milling, Georgia. Here's Bob and Sherry. Sherry was just telling us about a school where Santa's helpers go to, you know, learn the craft and make sure everybody is comfortable. And it was beautiful, just beautiful what they learned to be Santa's helpers, dressing just like him and all of that. All I could think about was my experience. This was years before, a few years before I met Sherry, and I was doing this TV show, and I was going to do an opening with the Santa's Helper for the TV show. A producer had called the Santa's Helper and said, meet us at this street at this time. It was like at four in the afternoon and the TV crew will be there and we'll, you know, we'll get you on TV. So we show up and we set up for the shot and here comes the Santa's Helper walking. <laughs> oh, he sees the camera. He comes right over and I go, all right, we all set? All right, let's do it. Three, two, one. Hi, everybody, and welcome to PM Magazine. We are in downtown Matthews right now, and you know who the big guy is. While I'm doing this, out of the corner of my eye, I see across the street a guy dressed just like my Santa's helper. And that was actually the guy that we had contracted. And he comes over, and he's standing right off uh, the camera shot, staring at the, 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 you know, Santa that we have, he busts into the shot and shoved the one Santa, pushed him right on his shoulder. Oh, and this so, is not the spirit. Not the spirit. The other one pushed back, and then they started shouting at each other. And there are people walking up and down the street. They're shopping. They're coming out of restaurants. One mother grabbed her kid and just walked away and said something, you know, very angry at the whole thing. And I forget who got to go on, but it was absolutely one of the most bizarre things that I have ever seen. And it's on tape somewhere. It's on tape somewhere. It's Bob They didn't go to Santa school, Bob. They didn't go. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. It's Bob and Sherry. Hello, I am Sergeant First Class Tyrena Armstrong. I am the Brigade Sergeant here in 21 AD, currently deployed in Poland. I want to wish my family and friends back home in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Washington, D.C. a happy holidays. Here's Bob and Sherry. Well, I don't know where you were earlier, but we were having a real good time as I was pointing out that uh, Mashable, which is a lifestyle sort of website, I think they've run out of topics because they came up with what to do on Christmas Day if you are alone. And they gave such great uplifting ideas oh, such as go to, go to a park and watch people play with their new gifts. Just sit there by yourself 
and watch them play with new <laughs> tennis rackets or soccer balls or or whatever. Just watch these people. Um, catch up on work you were going to do on the 25th. <laughs> That's so and sad. My very that favorite, is so, so sad. My favorite. Crash somebody else's Christmas celebration. <laughs> I saw y'all. Y'all having such a good time. I was just walking by. I thought, can I come in? <laughs> oh, you have matching PJs. Oh, did you get another pair? Oh, so I want to keep the good times going here. <laughs> I, I found... On Huffington Post, the topics therapists deal with most this time of the year. All right. So a bunch of therapists got together and they said, hey, uh, what are people coming to you for this time of the year? Here, Here it is. It's a struggle to maintain personal boundaries. I don't know what to do with the brother in law who hates me. I got to see him. I got to be with him all night on the 24th. I just, what do I do just to maintain boundaries? Not feeling like you're living up to loved one's expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A general desire to set a certain intention for the end of the year. I'm going to make just one friend this decade. I've got to oh do God. it. <laughs> Overcommitment issues. Ooh, I know someone very close to us perhaps has this situation. Big 12 time. months out of the year. 12 months out of the year. Here's the one that's the classic that therapists are dealing with. Problems with family members. Why has my sister always hated me? What have I done? You know? I sold the bar. I know it went belly up, but I sold it. Tough feelings about being single. What's wrong with me? not lovable (laughs) those are those are now the other ones are there's no humor there wasn't that much humor in any of this why is bob saying am i not lovable why was that not the funniest thing i've heard (laughs) well sometimes these things hit very close to the bone and you're in there with your therapist. Now, I'm I'm kidding. There are people that, that do you know oh, suffer. Really, and that's, I'm being serious. No, I have Stop. to Let because people are going to hate. No, I don't want people to hate no. me. If you're struggling, I know people are struggling. We know that. We are the diversion for people who are struggling. It's so sad that we're having fun with it, and it is funny. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. All right, all right, all right, all right. Just let me. Loneliness and isolation. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why I moved to a cabin on 40 acres. I just. I, I would just like to see one light from another house. 
in the distance. I didn't know this about myself. I don't do well in the dark alone. Well, go ahead, folks. Get help. I know I have. And I think you can tell by listening to the Bob and Sherry show that it's worked miracles for me. And maybe it'll be a Christmas miracle for you out there on the 40 acres. Hello, this is Sergeant Alexander Douglas. I'm a 92 Golf, part of 40th VAB. I'm currently stationed in Poland. I want to wish my friends and family back home in Boulder City, Arizona, a happy holiday. Here's Bob and Sherry. If you just dropped in and joined us just now, uh, you missed the thing we did. Uh, uh, the last bit was about we we're kind of lightening uh, a very serious subject. What therapists are dealing with this time of the year? Because it can be a very sad time of the year. There's a lot of emotions that go on. You know, you have arguments with people. What are therapists dealing with? And we kind of poke fun. And, and Max found a piece of music that I have not heard since so I was probably 10 years old, something like that. And uh, it's done by the Jackie Gleason Orchestra. And uh, a lot of a lot of you probably know who Jackie Gleason is. He was the uh, the sheriff in the Smokey and the Bandit movies. He was one of the original performers on television in its early years with the Honeymooners, which became the Flintstones, sort of. So he's uh, very, and, and he was in uh, uh, that pool shooting movie, Cool, not Cool Hand Luke, The Hustler, um, The Hustler. That's right, with Paul Newman. Anyway. He was a um, interesting guy, and he decided to have his own orchestra because he had his own TV show, and he liked really rich strings. And let, let's hear a little bit of the Jackie Gleason Orchestra. It's like syrup, and it just takes me back to the big Christmas my family had in the one really nice house that we had. And I can remember it was getting close to go to bedtime. Santa was coming for my brother and me, and we're very excited. And my father, as if you're a regular listener, I mean, he was the prototype for Yosemite Sam. He could be very jubilant and happy and funny, and in a second, he could be very, very angry and loud. But on Christmas Eve, especially this Christmas Eve, I looked over just before we went to bed, and there he was, sitting in a chair, looking at the fire, and I think he felt so proud that he had this house. And the fire was glowing, the tree was lit, he had already yelled at my mother three or four times. It needs depth, Mary. Put the tinsel deeper in. It needs depth. That was gone. And he was pulling on a cigarette. And in one hand, he had a glass of scotch. And he just sat there. And it was one of the few times that I can remember this guy being absolutely peaceful. 
And then the next day we got up and the train was running around the fireplace. Lionel Train said, and he watched it all and it was perfect. And then he brought out the largest lobster that I've ever seen in my life. I don't know where he got it, but it was 20 pounds. And he had cooked it, baked it for Christmas dinner. And we ate it for like three days. And I think what made me the happiest was that he was happy, that there was nothing bothering the guy. I don't know if anybody else has ever experienced that sort of thing with a parent or not, but it burns in my memory. I think it's my favorite Christmas memory of all time. It makes me sad because um, his happiness was so out of the norm that it was remarkable. Fleeting. Yeah, yeah, fleeting. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I yeah. I don't remember um, since today. The theme of today's show is watch. Go ahead and cry. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember a, <laughs> a single. I have not one happy Christmas memory of my dad. No, I take that back. When I was a little, little, little girl, like maybe six years old, um, I got a bike for Christmas, no training wheels, and went outside, and my dad clamped his cigarette in his jaw and ran alongside me, and I was terrified, but he was like, don't be a baby. I am a baby, though. I'm actually a literal baby, <laughs> chronologically speaking. Um, and he, he said, I'm letting go, I'm letting go, I'm letting go, and he let go, and I rode my bike like two, my two-wheeler yeah. bike with my yeah. streamers yeah. and everything. So I do yeah. have one happy memory of the man. That's a good but one. My, That's a good one. My favorite Christmas memory of my father is um, he would stay locked up in his room and he wouldn't come out to experience Christmas at all. So um, after a while, we would just take his presents and we would pile them up outside the closed door and throughout the day, periodically, the door would open, a hand would come out and snatch a gift in, and the pile would get smaller and smaller <laughs> and smaller. Oh, so in Lord. this way, my father embodied two of Dr. Seuss's immortal characters, the Grinch who stole Christmas because of his Grinchy heart, and the Lorax who remained hidden from view because of his great shame for having failed to protect the trees. Everyone has different memories, and there's a couple yeah. right there. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, where's the jingle stick? Right there's here. There's the jingle stick, Bob. Right there. Right, now hit me really hard with it in the head. I know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Amy? I'm very good. A little cold. It's snowing here. Where do you live? Um, upstate New York. Upstate New York. Let me give you the jingle stick. There, <laughs> there you are. Thank you. How much? Uh, how much snow are you getting? Um, just a dusting to an inch. Yeah. Well, that puts you in the Christmas mood, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you have a coworker that does not take the tree down? No, I worked for a woman uh-huh. who's highly eccentric, and she had multiple trees in her house, and multiple cats, and... 
Hey, I work for a woman who's highly eccentric with multiple cats. Hmm. It's just a matter of time. Can't wait to hear how this turns out. Left a tree up, I'd say they were up for a good eight, ten years. Eight and to ten years, eight, the same trees? Eight to ten years, yes, two fake trees. And one was Suns and Moons and the other um, an animated one. And the cat fur hung on the trees like tinsel. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, the one the one that was animated was all like Disney. It had Mickey Mouse. And my daughter would come over and look and she'd say, I didn't know Mickey had orange hair. <laughs> he had like fur all over him. Yeah. Was were, uh, <laughs> was the coworker, your boss lady there, was this at work or at her house? This was at her house. Oh, yeah. It was at her house. Yeah, would, I used to go and, like, help her out a little bit. Would she keep the trees lit up all year round? She would keep them lit up. I mean, that's yeah, a so level like of... smoke. Sometimes you would smell cat fur. Oh, from the cat fur burning on the, the illuminated yeah. bulbs. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Boy, nothing says the holidays cat like cat fur, fur burning on an open flame. <laughs> Um, oh. wow, I guess she was a single woman, huh? Yeah, yeah. Eccentric, yeah. eh? Highly eccentric. Uh-huh. By multiple, by multiple cats. Let's quantify that. How many cats would multiple cats well, be? Well, on the downtime, she had five. She had, like, ten. Oh, five oh. to ten. Yeah, that's a lot of cats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah none of them ever went outside. What kind of a background did she have growing up? Kind of a rough one? No, no, really? Actually, fairly well known. Um, so, Amy, this is a level of Christmas spirit that we can all admire. I think. Did you ever comment on the Christmas trees being up in like July? You know, I'd like to disagree with you there. The whole thing of burning cat fur, I don't admire at all. Don't be such a humbug. (laughs) Come on now. Did you ever say to her, "Hey, what up with the Christmas trees?" Yeah, she, she didn't even want them touched. And the cats would knock the ornaments down every now and then and bust them and say, just stick it back up in there. It's okay. <laughs> it's moments like this when I'm, I pause and I say a tiny prayer of gratitude for my mother's OCD yep. in the hopes that just enough of those chromosomes trickle down to keep me from winding up like this. Good Amy. luck to you. Amy, thank you so much and Merry okay, Christmas. Merry okay. Christmas there in upstate New York. Over to Jody. Hi, Jody. Hi. Your best friend's mom. Yeah, I was living with her back when I was a senior in high school, and uh-huh. she decided she had just gotten recently divorced, and she decided that it was too much trouble to take the trees up and down. So one year she decided to keep it up the entire year, and each month we would have to decorate it for a theme of the month. I love this. <laughs> Like let's let's take a month like March. March seems like a hard month to get a decorating scheme going. What would you? No, really. March was easy because it was St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, so it's all little leprechauns and stuff. Yeah, so it was leprechauns and four-leaf clovers. Okay, and uh, April was um, bunnies and Easter eggs. How about August? That's the month I was. Ooh, back to school. Back to school time, right? August. She was actually a teacher and a August with pencils and, yeah. and all the back-to-school stuff. You know what nobody ever talks about is um, there's a specific kind of fatigue that sets in right when you're going through a divorce. 
Really? Yeah. And you, you've probably already forgotten it, but there's a post-divorce. Oh, thanks for tying me into the conversation. There's a post-divorce <laughs> fatigue that it's unique. And it's the kind of thing that has you going, screw it, I ain't taking these trees down. There's just something oh. that can happen. Everybody that's been there knows that feeling. I don't know about that part. I just got divorced literally last week, and I'm not keeping my Christmas tree down. Well, you'll have some other uh, manifestation of it, Jody. Should we congratulate you? Are you happy about your divorce? Um, yes. You sound yeah, happy. It's been five years in the making, so. You sound happy. Oh, uh, yeah. How long were you married? Ten. Ten years. Mm. Yeah. So married 10 years, five years getting divorced. So you've had 15 years tied up in this? Uh, no, the 10 was the oh. Yeah, so yeah, 10 like they've been together. Five years hey, good. married hey, together, uh, five years separated. Good choice doing it this time of the year, Jody. Yeah, right? And happy holidays, yeah. So are you just saying screw it to the holidays this year? You know, you, you're going through the divorce and you're just saying, you know. Uh, no, no, actually, um. For the past five years, we've been alternating holidays, like, with the kids. They go oh, yeah. to... So this year, I actually have them for Christmas, so I have to be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, have you got a new right? a new fella in your life? I'm sorry, what? Do you have a new guy in your life? I do. I do. And uh, tell us about him. Let, um, me, let me guess. He's fantastic. He's a prince. He's amazing. Who is the better lover? Um, the one that's there. <laughs> the one that's there. Yeah, showing up is a big part yeah, of that, isn't up, it? Yeah. Bob and Sherry store. We know the holidays are coming. Don't wait till the last minute, then you'll straight be bumming. So come on down and check out the Mother of All Mothers merch. So easy to buy, you won't have to search. With very stylish tote bags, night shirts, and mugs. When you give them as a gift, you're sure to get hugs. The Bob and Sherry store is really the bomb. Find it open 24-7 at bobandsherry.com. Hello, I'm Specialist Adam O'Common, uh, 74 Delta with 48B BHHC, 4 deployed to Foss LSA South, Poland. I want to wish my family and friends back home in Durham, North Carolina, a happy holidays. I miss you guys. Love you. I can't wait to see you soon. Here's Bob and Sherry. You know, it's been a real cheerful morning here at the Bob and Sherry Show. (laughs) Brings back a lot of memories. One of my greatest memories is I know my dad, he had a really great relationship with Old Crow Bourbon. And uh, Christmas was a great time for him to overindulge and light one cigarette off the other till he passed out into the green beans. But I had been up uh, with my mom up at the drugstore. I was sort of waiting tables at the drugstore. They had a lunch counter there. And we would got through it, and we're on our way home, and we're sort of talking about it. And we know he's going to be drunk as a skunk when we get there, passed out or not passed out. We don't know. And so when we would come around a curve, is about not quite a mile away from our house. It was on a hill, and we could look, and our house was on a hill. And normally on this Christmas Eve with us coming home, it would be just pitch black dark, but lights were on and as we got closer we could see the christmas tree in the window and it was lit up and we're like oh my gosh what's going on we pull in the driveway we walk in and my dad is sitting there in the living room stone cold sober and had a drink of nothing stone cold sober and at that time i was probably 
15, maybe 14 or 15. And in my entire life, I had never seen that man sober on Christmas Eve. And we had a wonderful Christmas Eve. We opened up some presents and, you know, and, and Santa Claus came the next morning and, I'm thinking, great, this is awesome. We've started a brand new tradition. Yeah. Next year, we come around the corner, we look up, pitch black dark, there's not a (laughs) light on in the house. (laughs) And he's passed out with a uh, dead cigarette in his hand. We go walk in, I look at my mom, and she looks at me and she goes, Merry Christmas. And I said, same (laughs) to you, mama. Uh, good job, Lamar, keeping the good uh, feeling Lamar, going on the show yeah. today. Lamar, there's Excellent. nothing we love better this time of the year than a tradition. And this is Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day. And here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are one in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.